Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Haifa Nation. I'm your dashing, debonair, and deadly, and is that it? Yeah, something. Host, Kellen Conley. And sitting across from me, like literally sitting across from me, is now a three-time guest on Haifa Nation. He was on the Avengers Endgame episode, and then we drove 103 miles together. He was on that episode. Anthony Sellers, welcome back to Hyphen Nation. What's going on? I'm not a, not a whole lot, man. You know, just just hanging out in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a nice night for things like that. It is. I mean, so we're here, you know, just having ourselves a nice little chat, you know, nice fall night. Uh, talking about the weather. No, you know why we're here. <laughs> we're here to talk about Breaking Bad. We're not here to just talk about any Breaking Bad. Because we, I mean, we've done that. Like, there's stuff on the internet, like Trike Adventures, where we talk about Breaking Bad. You can go listen to that. And Thomas is on there, too. So shout out to Thomas, who I wish was here with us right now. But El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, came out this past Friday. And... I, I I introduced you to Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Jesse, who we used to work with, not not Jesse Pinkman, but Jesse, who we <laughs> used to work with, introduced me to Breaking Bad, and got me hooked onto it. So six years after the finale, after Felina of Breaking Bad, Anthony, how excited were you when you realized we were getting a Jesse Pinkman movie? I was pretty excited. Yeah. Like uh, you, you had to see the culmination. I mean, they left it a pretty wide open cliffhanger there in the end of Felina. Yeah. I mean, it just it it opened up the opportunity. I guess so many a lot of fans wanted to see it. So I I didn't think we'd ever get it because I mean they went right from Breaking Bad and they left Jesse open and then they started Better Call Saul like what a year or two after, and yeah. Saul is like in pre-production or pre-production of season five now by the way netflix put out season four whenever you're ready so i can watch it (laughs) um but i didn't i didn't think we were going to get this jesse pinkman movie i didn't think i thought him driving off into the sunset oh by the way spoilers in case y'all haven't watched it or like i'm going to watch this when i have this certain date and everything (laughs) if you're listening to hyphenation turn it off right now because we're going to spoil the crap out of this yes we are so I didn't think we were going to get it, and the first question, well, I technically second question, is, because I already asked you, were you excited about it? Second question is, did you think that we needed this? Because I know you said fans were talking about it, but did you feel personally you wanted a Jesse Pinkman movie? Especially six um, years later? Not until after they started with the trailer. Once once you saw that it was going to come out, I was like, okay, yeah, I can get behind it. I'm excited. <laughs> but I was kind of like you. I didn't... I, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they left it wide open like that, why why go to it? Like, do it so, especially so far after. Yeah. You know? But, obviously, the demand was there for it. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, they were able to bring back Aaron Paul, who plays Jesse Pinkman. Yes. Um, they were able to get back a lot of characters from Breaking Bad, a lot who are still involved in the Better Call Saul universe, even now. So it was probably easy for Vince Gilligan and Kodak to just kind of pick up and go. Um, so bef- before we even get into the movie, um, good or bad, would you, were you thinking that this movie may affect your opinion of Breaking Bad overall? No. Okay. I didn't think it affects Breaking Bad. Um, 
maybe on Jesse's character overall character arc how they if they would have played it how they played it but it didn't affect it for me personally Um, I was kind of the same way. I was I was not worried about it af- affecting the standing. I thought maybe if it was a truly great film, that just maybe for me, just maybe, I'd be willing to say it was my favorite show over the The Wire, which is still number one. Like The Wire's one is one. If we're talking all TV shows, Scrubs is two, and then Breaking Bad is three. If we're talking dramas, Breaking Bad's obviously number two to The Wire. But I thought if they stuck the landing, man, I was ready to maybe put it over The Wire. <sighs> That's so tough, though. It, it's real tough. That it, I mean, because by the way, just another aside: the people that are saying that the show Power is better than The Wire are uh, just are are completely completely. Out of, out of their, their minds. minds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way of not saying so, like, bashing that, stuff. No, yeah, that, like, that's, that's the perfect wrong. word but to anyways, say. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice version. I was going to say something else. <laughs> hey, it's a, but, it's a f- explicit show most of the time, my friend. So we, we can go for, either way we need yeah. to. <laughs> but, yeah, as of, uh, for, for comparing the two, like, Bringing Bad and... The Wire, they're just, even though they're kind of in the same concept. The crime genre. Yeah, yeah, crime and uh, drug genre and stuff. There's two totally different aspects. Yeah. Two totally different setups. So, I mean, I don't know. They're definitely, you could possibly argue that there might be a 1A, 1B type situation. Oh, yeah. But. Because yeah. there, there's moments in I, each I'm series. Rank, I, I mean, I like both of them a lot. So I know. I'm not going to rank them personally. but it, it, It's really difficult, man, um, For especially comparing those two. And as far as power goes, it's the whole recency bias thing. Because I, it's, yeah, I can it's, see that. It's the, most, it's the it's biggest. It's the new kid on the block. Yes, the crime drama that's new and has brought. And there's this new generation of fans who haven't heard, watched Breaking Bad or like me who watched the first episode of Breaking Bad years ago and it was like why does this guy have no pants on in the middle of the desert <laughs> and it was kind of like okay and then I didn't pick it up for months until I finally went to episode 2 and then I, I just kept chugging along and then finally you got by the time you got to Tuco in season 1 there's no way you weren't going to continue this story uh, but I, I think recency bias has a lot to do with it but there's no way the, that power touches the wire ever and I'm going to say that it probably won't, doesn't even touch Breaking Bad I'm not planning on seeing power I'm not seeking it out it's not on my to-do list to watch list no but no I'm, I am not worried about power's place in the grand scheme of things sorry 50 the one thing I do like um, talking about just bef- before getting into actual movie of uh, Camino but talking about Breaking Bad and the wire is like it shows two different ways that you know the drug game can fuck your life up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, two different ways. Yeah, he... Walt does it for his family, does all that stuff for his family. Air quotes, yeah, family. Air quotes, family. <laughs> Until you find out that he's in, in the last season, that he's in the Empire business. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really wouldn't just be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gary, he was watching Gary V back in 2008. Yeah, That's what so, it was. I mean, <laughs> He's like, just do the shit. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, yeah it shows it from different aspects, mm-hmm. basically. Because I mean, you you got the 
you got the the streets um, aspect, of course, like with the Barksdales, and then later with Marlowe, and then you got the cops aspect, the wire, and then you have the different parts of this, of Baltimore. And of course, the coolest thing about uh, about the wire is Baltimore is a main character in the series. It, it it's ever changing, but at the same time, it also goes in a cycle. Right. So it, it's one of the cool things that I, I thought was done really well at the wi- the wire, and Breaking Bad was literally like the as showing how you get started into it yeah a random way to get how started how to become a drug entrepreneur yeah uh, Vince Gilligan, Gilligan always called it like turning Mr. Chips into Scarface and <laughs> literally he, he nailed it um, all the way through and then just kind of seeing the effect that it had on Walter on his family on Jesse on Walter's partners ultimately uh, just people that other that care that uh, Jesse loved and Walter loved yeah it, it, it was a very different look but and also i found it to be a very necessary look on that that was really cool to watch as well as it unfolded yeah so all right man we're going to get into el camino hey hey yeah you you like comic books anime and stuff sure you do who the hell doesn't and that's why you should listen to a podcast called fresh it's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? So the very first thing we see is we're literally (laughs) picking right back up from where we saw Jesse speeding out of the neo-Nazis den after Walter has slaughtered everyone. Um, And he's speeding out and he ducks some cops and we get our first cameos or there's a lot of cameos in this movie. Yes. So Skinny Pete and Badger, um, welcome back. Um, essentially jesse gets there and they're like who the hell are you and then they realize oh shit it's jesse yeah he's been in captivity for how long was walter gone it was months at that point yeah it was was a very long time it was like between ozymandias and felina when walter came back seven eight nine months or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah so and in case y'all aren't familiar walter saw jesse hiding underneath the car after the nazis killed um hank and killed gomi and Ozymandias in Breaking Bad, and then sees Jesse hiding, and Walter is just so angry that Hank, he couldn't save Hank, because ultimately, for all the shit that Walter did, Walter really wanted to save Hank, man, he really did, Gomi was already dead at that point, and then when Hank looks at Walt, and he's like, you're too stupid to see that, he killed me 10 minutes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's like, my name is Asac fucking Strader. Uh, Hank was my favorite character, like the second watch through. The, the, when I finally did a rewatch a few years ago, he's my favorite character all the way through. Um, that next, like, probably Jesse was like right behind him, though. Um, I found myself pulling less for Walter because it's like, I know how this goes now. Yeah. Uh, but of course, he ratted him out. Jesse got captive by uh, the Nazis. Walter went into hiding thanks to the uh, vacuum cleaner repair guy, um, Ed. Uh, who took him to New Hampshire. Uh, Jesse was captive. He was forced to cook. Walter heard about his mess still being made. And then just before he turned himself into New Hampshire, he sees Gretchen and what's-his-face, Elliot. Yes. Um, 
from uh, Blue Matter, he, his former business gray partners, matter. Gray Matter, thank you, and <laughs> Crystal Blue Persuasion went to Gray Matter. Uh, so drives back to New Mexico, to Albuquerque, and then exacts the revenge that happens in Felina. So Jesse speeds out of there. He's at Skinny Pete and Badger's house. First thing he does is pass the fuck out. Oh, no, he eats everything first. Yeah. <laughs> just just eats, eating yeah. cups of noodles and stuff. And, and he passes out. And then the cool thing about this this whole scene is, obviously, Skinny Pete and Badger were Jesse's best friends in the series. But they were also so shocked to see him. Yeah. In, in that state, too. Yeah. Yeah. Such, like, a state they had never seen him in. He was... Jesse was always the one with... He was the pretty big, boy. Yeah. Pretty boy and the one with the be- be- biggest aspirations between out of those three, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... The space that he was, and then, I mean, Skinny Pete even says it. You know, you're my fucking hero and shit. <laughs> oh man, that <laughs> that mean, was tough, man. Cause yeah, cause yeah, just like uh, I think it was bad. No, Skinny Pete said, "Hey, leave leave the beard and everything, so you're not so recognizable." Yeah. And Jesse hops right in the shower. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna shave everything." <laughs> yeah. And uh, essentially, uh, Jesse escaped in El Camino, which was Todd's El Camino. Was right. it Jesse's El Camino before? Um, do you know where he got the Todd got the El Camino? I don't think it was referenced or anything. There, I don't remember from Breaking Bad, because Jesse no Jesse always had that junk car, that real small yeah, car. Yeah, Jesse had the junk car. Um, I was trying to figure out if there was a significance to the El Camino prior to the. That's film. what that El Camino is. What uh, Walter drove in on and killed him with. Oh yeah. So so okay. Which that brings another point. You know, jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, that's Where, fine. With the uh, the scrap metal guy. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, was it Joe? Joe, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to work, you know. Magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Old Joe, played by Larry Hankin. Hankin. The car was lowjacked. Right. So Walter was still like in that like. Did he? How did the car get lowjacked? Because you don't, you don't, you don't see it happen from the time he picks it up in that, from the restaurant that where he picks it up in the restaurant parking lot to the time he gets killed. It's not lo- there. Yo, you know what I think though. That just like that's the only thing. Like he had to lowjack to, to still get Jesse caught and be right. rematch. Like that was going to be his either. revenge because he thought Jesse was cooking. Yeah. He was. He he knew he couldn't bring himself to kill Jesse. He thought Jesse was a partner, and then he once he saw that Jesse really wasn't a partner, he right. still, but he still let it go. Like, you know, he wasn't a partner; he was a rat. He was a slave, basically. I mean, yeah. I I think Walter had, like you said, full intentions of kill. Like he was he was going to get Jack. He, he had planned. I'm killing Jack. He, he killed yeah. Hank. That's I'm getting all them regardless. I think he was not planning on killing Jesse, but he definitely was planning on. Even it, like even if Jesse had escaped in the in the, like Walter's a mat, I was a planner man. Like even if Jesse had been a partner, like they, I feel like Walter would have found some way to let Jesse get in that El Camino and the take off. Second, the second watch through, I won't say like Walter wasn't really a planner until he kills Gus. Yes, that, that's up that's until, a good point. Up in, like up until that point when he became king. Yeah, that's when that's when he was like. Everything happened. He became keen like late in season what four? Yeah, season four. Yeah. So, but up until that point, everything else was reactionary. 
like oh shit let me like i gotta cover my ass let yeah me co- let me let me you know how do i throw the scent off me i'm like too you know so to me i feel like he was he was such he was a bad guy like bad guy to be in the in that spot bad dealer you know what i mean he, he wasn't good he wasn't good at being in the game and being he wasn't good being the leader is the problem yeah and i wonder how much that played into the whole gray matter situation aside from it just being what ultimately my theory is him like he met gretchen's parents when they were dating and they didn't approve of him and he got mad and he left his left the company and they're like okay well fine here's a little bit of money because they didn't have anything and then he left and then they became this multi-billion dollar company um but i wonder if i had anything to play with his ultimate him leaving gray matter is the way that um he, he wasn't a planner like it was all like he was just following Skylar's path that was she was laying down for him essentially like in his normal life and then he decided to break bad and everything was kind of like hey Jesse do you think we could do this and then Jesse's like I don't know bitch like maybe <laughs> yeah you know and then they they just kind of they literally were falling their way into he wasn't the master manipulator that they would try to portray him at that you thought of the first time through when you watched it on a weekly right. basis. Mm-hmm. So, but with uh, that's crazy. Walt Walt had the that's crazy. Walt's a jack. Yeah, but like the low jack thing, like that just that kind of threw me off. I was like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? Like how and stuff, and why did Joe even think to do that in the first place? So how does you know? Well, Joe Joe is in like he's in the business of dealing with getting rid of cars. Like obviously Joe is a legitimate businessman. Yeah. He has a good business front, but he he will if he has to get rid of something. Obviously, as we saw what happened to RV, yeah. he will he'll do that. So especially when. Jesse Pinkman, a dude who we just saw in the news, he's like, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> yeah, let me bring a little precautionary precaution with me, man. So it, it says it was Todd's El Camino is what it says. So maybe it wasn't the one that Walter used. Like, oh, How does it get... Where was it? Why was it low-jacked? Um, I mean, the, poli- the police had no idea what was going on. No, I think they mentioned in the movie, though, like, um, didn't Joe say something? No, Joe didn't say something. My thought was, if they didn't say in the movie, possibly, I don't know if Lydia ever became a person of interest, but Todd was constantly going to meet with Lydia. If anyone had any inclination about what oh. Todd was doing, he could have gotten low jacked one of those times he met with Lydia. Because the DEA mm-hmm. put those GPS trackers on the on the barrel. Yes. That they they could have still yeah absolutely that makes sense now yeah I didn't I didn't even I couldn't, think I about that yeah I couldn't wrap my head around it when so I, so yeah I'm I'm gonna go with uh, he got bugged at some point uh, for and it had to been a re- really recent because they they literally activated it like right when Joe was there it was like he walked around the car yeah. and stopped he's like okay I think we're good and then it went off yeah so. I, uh, I mean, obviously, they, you have to think, though, this is the next morning after Walt was found dead and all the Nazis were found dead. So this is the point where the authorities figured out Todd's car was missing. And then it got word back to whoever put the low jack in. Like, oh, well, the car is missing. Let's activate the low jack now. Like, if, uh, of course, it took a minute for whoever had the low jack in because yeah. different departments and stuff. So I, I think that that's what ultimately it was. But if Walter did it, that would have been dope. But... I don't think yeah, Walter no. actually did it now. We kind of talked ourselves out of that one. 
Yeah, and and that's why we record the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, what do you like, Skinny Pete, man? He called Jesse his hero, but this is like his big moment in the entire series. The way that he kind of orchestrated everything. I'm mad at the producers, though. Yeah, because, like, that's the other thing. Like, how the hell is he the one that had the most clear mind out of everything we saw from him in Breaking Bad? He had the most clear mind to think of that shit. You know why? You know why, ultimately? Why? why, Because Jesse was being reactionary. Jesse's like, I'm just going to drive the shit. I'm just giving me me the keys. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I guess that's true, too. Right. And Jesse's like, I'm just going to drive it. Fuck it. Like, I got to get out of here. And then, like, Badger's, no offense to Badger, but Badger is second in command. He's a third banana. He's he's not, yeah. He he let uh, DJ Qualls take him down, of all people. So, come on, man. Like, are you a cop? (laughs) You got to tell me you're a cop. I'm not a cop, man. (laughs) So, come on. Badger's the dumb one. But it was an amazing moment of clarity, man. And I think a lot had to do with why he was thinking so clearly was he saw how rough Jesse was. Like we, you had yeah. said, he's always the one that's so put together. And then to see his, one of his closest friends, like just look like total shit like that. Yeah. And literally have no way out. And just, no, I mean, the reports were coming across that he was a captive of everything. And so it, he, it was just his, it was his time to shine, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm mad at the producers because they, they teased us with that trailer of, of Skinny Pete being in oh, the interrogation and then, room. And, and then room, it yeah. doesn't show up and you don't have a segment on it at all, which I get that you're talking about. You're, you're giving a close to Jesse's life and what mm-hmm. he did and where he's going. But at the same time, like that feels like it's an important piece because you hear like, how's he, like, how's he divert him, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, the movie was a very tight two hours and two minutes. Like, I don't feel like there was any wasted, any stuff that could have not been in the movie really for me. So, um, I could see where they yeah, may they have had to touch upon a couple of things that they brought into the movie that you didn't see on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of feel like it was something where it was like, obviously they filmed it, but then they were like, all right, well, if we use this for the trailer, do we really need this in the final release? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to see... I don't want to see Pete get locked up. Like, they had... Like, he had the car. But, I mean, he had a legit story, too. Like, he yeah. had no proof that him and Pinkman didn't trade pink slips. And, obviously, they never caught up with Pinkman. Uh, so, the thing is, I, I, I more than likely, he got held for a little while. And then, maybe... Uh, um, you know, I mean, maybe he just got off and got to go back home, and that was the end of it. Like, they probably watched him for a little bit in case Jesse yeah, came back. Yeah, but obviously. That, that's but nothing just, new to Walt, to Badger or Pete after no, everything you with Walter White. Yeah, but you still kind of want to see it. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was wanting to see that aspect, yeah. to see that more of that interaction, because instead of just having that little two-minute monologue in the mm-hmm. trailer... You know, see see how the cops tried to beat it out of them, you know, in well, their ways. I yeah. suspect, of course, though, that for the DVD release, and they'll, I'm sure they'll add in stuff that didn't make it. So it's like, oh, we'll just yeah. throw it on the DVD, sell it for twenty six ninety nine. <laughs> you know, a couple people would buy it. Yeah, so, but yeah, I was, I was a little bit disappointed in that because I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. Like, well, there's still this scene, there's still this scene, there's mm-hmm. still this scene, and then it didn't show up. And I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really thought we were going to get that too. So, so, I mean, I guess that's good on their part. So that helped keep me engaged. So we talked about Badger and Pete and Jesse and the and Pete's genius idea for Jesse to get out of there. And we got a flashback at the very beginning of the movie that we just completely skipped over. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, and um, 
because I, I wanted to start right where like Breaking Bad ended for Jesse. Like Mike Ehrmantraut, uh, who is a, a main cog of uh, the Better Call Saul world, and of course was murdered by Walter White, um, shows up in a flashback, and they it's him and Jesse having a conversation, ironically, by the river, um, the right. same river where he would die at. Yeah. Um, I love Mike. Like, I, I will have real problems I when Jonathan was, Banks passes. I, was saying, I think he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like, easily. Um, no half measures, Walter. I kind of I wonder if that scene is one that was left, like, kind of left over from when they filmed season five. Yeah. And they just brought it in to use it. But... Like, where does that scene kind of fit in? Because I'm trying to remember the... the the time frame of, of, of season five and it, it like Jesse was saying he was out. Yeah. It has, it has to fit in like right there towards those last few. So episodes. I guess it was before it was in that, it was in that section of season five, probably like, uh, it was like one a of season five. Um, the first half of season five, like when Jesse got out and then yeah, Walter started talk, showing time. Like it had to have been like right before they met at the Domino's mm-hmm. cleaning place. Like yeah. Warehouse, whatever. And, and, Mike and uh, Jesse were going, telling Walt that they they're going to be out and they're selling their part yeah, of the yeah main okay yeah know? so yeah, it okay. has to, it had to have been it had to be right before then. Uh, I mean, it was a rare not that Mike hadn't shown human moments, especially in Better yeah. Call Saul now, but it was it was the perfect um set a throwback to the yeah. fact that Jesse is always looking for a father figure because his father's trash. <laughs> right. We we know that. We saw it in Breaking Bad. We see it again here later in El Camino. And he wanted Walter to be it. Walter was too blind to be the father figure the whole time that they were together. He was too busy trying to manipulate to get his way. Yes. You yes, know? he was. Trying to use Jesse. Yeah. And then Mike was just so emotionally shrouded that was just hard to get to, which we found out on Better Call Saul had a lot to do with his, his son, his own son being murdered. His history, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this scene, like, as soon as I heard that voice, man, it, it was it was really a nice, nice touch. I thought. Yeah. Um, did 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 Jesse justice, and he he had Jesse's best interest, you know, by telling him, you know, you got to look few, out for yourself. He's yeah. one of the few that was in the game that actually told him, always look out for yourself. He said that's one thing he said from the beginning. You know, and like he the, tried. He tried pushing him away even before that too. Mm-hmm. Like, in before Gus gets killed, when he starts going off and doing those things, he didn't like Jesse, but he started telling, like, pushing. Yeah. Him. Then he starts like the day he took Jesse on the on the money drops. Um, yeah, money mm-hmm. drops and stuff, and he just don't like. He said it the same way. You gotta look out for yourself, and he was still looking out for himself. So right, and then ultimately we we find out that mike's dream if he ever could just start completely over was alaska of all places and that that came into play later in in the film so that that was a cool throwback um cameo so we're gonna go from one flashback to another flashback and this flashback (laughs) has the whole internet talking and i'm not one to uh to shame anybody, especially considering my, the way that I like to eat and everything. But we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. Pun intended. I'm sorry. Todd is super much larger than he appeared <laughs> in Breaking Bad. Of course, know, it's been right? six years. So yeah, six years are our, our lives. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse Plemons plays Todd Alquist. 
And I last saw him in that, I saw him on an episode of Black Mirror. It actually ended up winning like a couple awards and stuff. And he was a little bigger then, but I think he's gotten bigger now. And so how much did this affect his scenes in it? Because Todd's in this movie a lot. Yeah, I I think it doesn't. It it threw me off the whole time. Yeah. Like, I didn't like it. Like, from that aspect, I didn't like it. Like, you can't. It's one of those scenes you kind of can't control, you know. Obviously. Because you're coming back six years later to do something that probably, honestly, should have been filmed four years ago. Yeah. Let's, Let's be real. So... Like, you can't fault him for that aspect, but at the same time, I was just like, who's this Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> like, oh man, that was my first thought. I was like, who yeah. is this Pillsbury? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? And then, I'm like, damn. I mean, because I even texted you about it. Like, yeah, you, you know? And, I was like, and it, it, threw, it threw me off a lot, you know? And that. Had, trying to, them continuing to flash back to this weird relationship dynamic to try to better expound upon it to show like what he what Todd was thinking you know he thought he had a legit friendship with Jesse even though he was holding him at he was pretty much holding him captive yeah you know he's like hey I'm your slave owner but you're my best friend you know it was it, it, it was, was, it was a, very it was weird. A weird dynamic and relationship that them two had and they wanted to expound upon it and really show how off putting it was well Todd was always you know, off putting like anyway bacon beans <laughs> <laughs> I know beans and bacon beans and bacon <laughs> only one left I, I'm gonna I will say. Before we say anything else about uh, Jesse Plemons' weight, he was great. Yeah, he yeah, was absolutely up. great. Like he slipped right back into that role. Yeah, that role was awesome mm-hmm. and stuff. It was just so weird. Like I don't know. I, like, he's such a weird. He's such a weird cat. Like yeah. He's like, oh wait, hold up, unroller, and then puts the belt back <laughs> on. I'm like, gonna need this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like yeah. he's just straight like. You gotta be mentally deranged to kill your cleaning rate lady for no real reason. Yeah, because right? she she found money and she's like, and she was didn't suspect she wasn't anything. Illegal. Didn't she even... wasn't illegal, so she's not gonna say shit. No man. <laughs> and the, I wonder what the hell Jesse was walking in on because he's like, oh, oh my god, what is that, Todd? And then he saw the dead body. Like yeah. they they like took a minute to get there. Yeah. Todd Todd has ever since like. I mean, Todd's been weird from day one on Breaking Bad. But then after the whole thing with the train, man. Yeah. And the kid's like, hi. And then they're like, hi. And then yeah. he's like, pow. I mean, that was pretty much the moment Jesse decided he was out. Yeah. Was when the kid got killed. Um. But I, I, it definitely took me, it was, threw me off at first. I, uh. Obviously, I'm a professional wrestling fan. I'm able to suspend my belief. <laughs> so I eventually kind of got used to it. Um, so, and I understand that weight gains happens. I'm glad they didn't try to slim him down or anything, make him appear younger and thinner or anything like that. Um, See, I wish they would have. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me, you know, because you, you didn't just, it wasn't just like. You didn't just see it in like the body too, but like the face was noticeably, yeah, noticeably. I mean, Todd might have was eating good, man. Yeah. He he was eating beans and <laughs> had that <laughs> nice apartment and everything. Uh, but Todd was outstanding. I had a genuine fear though, especially when he was like, "I need your help with something." I yeah. was like, man. Is he about to rape Jesse? Like, that's the one thing I don't want. That's a line I don't feel like we need crossed. Like, it's already yeah. bad enough he's captive. Do we really need to even imply that he was 
messing with Jesse in that way. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Vince and Coke stayed away from that because that would have highly altered my enjoyment of this movie. I never even, that thought never even crossed my mind because, you know, he had such that, such that crush on. On Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they had already addressed that. And but he was past, so weird so was at like, the same time, yeah. man. It wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm glad he didn't go there. So, Todd was pretty great. Um, I mean, even from the opening scene where he's literally above the cage, and he's like, oh, it's sunny out. And, yeah, and, that was uh, such a weird sight. went to go, uh, went down there, and we got the whole day ourselves and need your help with something. And, and it was like a truck cap. That he needed help with. Yeah. Um, well, was, I guess for Del Camino, yeah, I, I yeah. assume. And then the dead body. And he, he's just, he's like, even when Jesse walks in his bedroom, man, he's like, he's like, what do you think of my bedroom? Bitching, right? <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was. <laughs> 2013, yeah, man. Yeah, that was kind of. <clears throat> so. Uh. I get it with Jesse Clemens, man, gaining the weight, and you wanted to keep the character. There was no other character who that could have been. Uncle Jack and Jesse would have been too fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it would have just been torture. Like, I got bad enough vibes from when they were showing the Nazis sitting Jesse with the hose. Um, when the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were yeah. just literally shooting him with the, with the hose and shit. Or even when later yeah. in the movie when Jesse is in his little they're, contraption. Yeah, and they're forcing him to run to try to show that he ain't going to break those guns or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was enough for me, man. So um, kudos to Jesse Plemons, man. Todd was awesome in this. Um, some people had opinions on Jesse crying when he had the gun and stuff in the desert. like. But he was never a killer. Yeah, he killed Gail, right. but it tore him up. Yes. It tore yes. him up. You saw that in the meeting in Breaking Bad, in the like group meeting thing. It absolutely ate him alive. And I mean that that's after he killed Gail is when he 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 didn't relapse all the way, but that's when he's having those weird yeah. ass parties. Yeah, that's when he just he stopped giving a fuck about life. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it took him a while to get back yeah, from that too. Yeah, and and then you go and turn into a someone's slave. I mean, let's just put it as it is. He's he was been through a, a lot of shit because yeah. of Walter Walter White, man. Yeah, I mean. Who wouldn't have PTSD? And even in that in the situation, it's a nice callback with the whole tear coming down his face and them holding the gun. When he's holding the gun to Gail's face, I'm pretty sure he has a tear run down his face before he blasts Gail away, man. Yeah. And that that whole scene was intense because, of course, they, they were coming for Gail and everything. He's like, "You gotta kill him now, Jesse. You yeah. gotta kill him now." Yeah. And and that that was like when Jesse truly lost his the rest of his innocence right there. Because, I mean, that was one thing, like Captain Cook, you know? He's like, I'm a big old goofball. Yeah, bitch. And then that that just changed everything for Jesse, man. So, so that was a, a real game changer. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, Todd, Todd in this film. So we uh, have the flashback and everything. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I said we had the flashback, and they, they show what happens with um, Todd and Jesse's... Uh, day off like Ferris Bueller and everything <laughs> and then essentially uh Jesse decides I need money and like why the fuck did like no Jesse didn't initially say he didn't look at the camera and say hey guys I need some money so he goes to Todd's apartment and I'm like 
what the fuck's he want from Todd's apartment? Like, is he is like, did he do something there? Is there something he's going to fuck up? Does he want to steal something? Like, did he you get to that? Look for that money. I mean, did you immediately thought it was money? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm slow. Because <laughs> no, I was like, I, what? Me- I immediately thought that, like the, the way, because it was just the way that they, the producers and stuff, and the way they put everything together. Like, yeah. They, they would do the flashback, and then they would show what's going to happen like well, what they're that's doing that's true they, they, they yeah, just I mean, told they us kept, about the books with the money yeah, in it exactly so yeah. they kept going doing that kind of stuff so it was like alright so he's going to find that like that was my first thought was mm-hmm. he's going to find that money which you don't I don't blame him you know you're you're trying to get out you're going to need need you're going to need more than a badger in a skinny piece pocket yeah, money yeah exactly even though they had a lot start. of pocket money <laughs> yeah but you still need you still going to need more than that to get get on your feet funny thing you know why they had so much freaking money because Walter gave it to him to the, the, hold oh, those yeah. lights up to, to Gretchen and Elliot. That's right. So that shit came back full circle. It just hit me. Because oh, Walter snap. paid them to hold up the pin lights on them. Even, I didn't even think about that. That's why they had so much they money on them. They had money the very next... Because he was... To, it to was early the next, next morning. Day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it crazy. was two days later. Because Walter had him do that the night before yeah, he, went, he confronted right. him. But still, I mean, they hadn't went anywhere. They were, at, they were playing a racing game. <laughs> The Apex. I, stop telling me the Apex when I can't Apex. <laughs> yeah, man. So Jesse goes back to this apartment. He he breaks in. The nosy neighbor almost catches him. He gets in. Then Jesse just proceeds to to tear, tear that up. bitch up. I mean, it was already kind of tore up a little bit like a little and the, but that was just from the police and, and right right them kind of doing a half ass search he went in yeah like he, he was he destroying tore, he walls. stripped the wall yeah you know remind me boards. of when chuck was looking for the electric in the, at the end of season two of a uh, better call Saul. he kept hearing the electric hum like right after he, he confronted yeah like when chuck um in his house, oh, the oh, light sensitive, the yeah. electric sensitivity. Like right after he confronted uh, Saul, um, Jimmy, and he like told him off, like I, I never liked you and all that stuff. And he goes home and he, he starts relapsing back into his electric yeah, stuff. There at he, the end of season three. Yeah, and he's trying to find all like where that hum is coming from, and ultimately it's the reason that he he dies. Yeah, causes the fire and everything. Um, it reminded me of that because he tore his house up and Jesse tore this apartment up. Left no nail unturned. No. Um, of course, he looked in the books, obviously, and the books were empty. Yeah. And then you remember what what Jess, uh, what uh, Todd had said about yeah, take a little engineering. Mm-hmm. And then when he, the only well, the only reason he really caught that though is because when he banged his head back, you heard refrigerator. that. Yeah, the second time you hear something drop, and that's when it hits him. Yep. Like, oh, he said that. Like, okay. Um, obviously they had to move the plot along, but I mean, he did tear up the whole house by the time he accidentally ran across the money. So I'm yeah. perfectly fine with how he found the money, man. And then he, he finally gets it pried open and, and then the two welders. Yeah. That's cops. The cops show up, uh, Casey and Neil, Neil looking like a broke and ass. this was a new piece. Like this is what was, like one of those things they brought into the movie for, that was never touched upon in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like they didn't say, like say a word about it. Yeah, they're, they're these guys we've never seen before. Neil looked like a, a a skinnier Vince Vaughn to me. I kept seeing Vince Vaughn <laughs> in that role. And he would have been a lot funnier. Uh, but I, I thought the actor who played Neil did a great job. So Neil and Casey are police, and they deal with the nosy neighbor, and Jesse's hiding. 
Je- Jesse's hiding in the back room and literally Casey is looking at something on the floor and then Jesse comes up with the gun and he's like, cause he was too close. He, he was too close. Yeah. yeah. And I, he thought he was a cop, obviously. Um, they're looking for the money, but do you, I don't know if Jesse would have been caught. If Jesse had held still, I don't think Casey would have been there. He was back there in the cut in there. So I don't think they would have found the money. I think Jesse just waited it out, let it play out. He would have been fine. Uh, I feel like he literally jumped the gun a little too much on... But he thought they were police, just, too. Yeah, you don't know That's what that the guy problem. was going to do. Yeah, you, don't, you really don't know what that guy was going to do, if he was mm-hmm. going to flip that mattress or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because that's just something that's Casey just, was already trying to get out of there though because Casey's like yeah, oh there he's torn up let's leave I want to go blah, yeah, blah, blah. that's true that's true but I don't know it's just that's one of those you things you can't leave it a chance yeah, in, exactly mm-hmm. in that situation you gotta gotta be in control so bit, but yeah this this is one of the most intense parts of the whole movie yeah because I literally thought there were cops yeah when he said like hey lieutenant and then the guy just you knew something was kind of off when he said when he does it and it shows back to Neil and Neil just immediately grabs for his gun. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, that Well, part. I thought that was police training, though. Because, I mean, he did just literally say, hey, hey, Lieutenant. But, I mean, I feel like I don't know nothing about police academy, but I feel like they're taught cues. Like when you're in a situation, especially when you have a partner like that, uh, like they could have been partners for years and stuff. They yeah, might have had a, a dialogue yeah. and stuff. So I, I feel like for him to be like, the way he said it, like really flat and everything, it may have been a, a clue. But like, hey, something's up. So I didn't, I didn't leave me in that moment that they weren't cops. I yeah. was still thinking they were cops. I don't know. I just, I felt like it was kind of, kind of weird, just the way you automatically, just from knowing how the like DEA and stuff handled things when they talked and yeah. said, hey, you know. I mean, we, we did see Hank and Gomi and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you. I mean, I guess if he would just said like him saying the hey lieutenant could have been the cue as a cop too. I guess I mean I could see that too, but it was just I don't know. It threw me off. I was like, man, like it kind of made me think like more corrupt cops to be honest. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, I don't know whose payroll they would have been on though. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, everybody's dead. Um. Uh, the, the funny thing was, I was I was thinking cop, 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 cop until the minute Casey starts saying, "Show me God, I'm and I'm thinking like, "Oh my God, these guys are rookies. Why are they so excited about Jesse? Like, like they're not acting like cops anymore." And then immediately Jesse's like, "Uh, y'all aren't cops." <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I I I thought the whole apartment sequence was excellently yeah, and when done, I, I love the love the part where we're like you know. Casey goes and deals with the nosy neighbor yeah. for the fingerprint and they're taking the money out and stuff and he put like Neil puts the gun on Jesse and Jesse was just like you're gonna be fucked like that was his mm-hmm. uh, you know his whole like I'm gonna it's time for me to be cold yeah like to be that cold hearted person and really the when he goes back to like to that scene where uh I kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Where he goes goes to the welding place mm-hmm. to get the money for like ask for a little bit of money from them, and they do that shoot off, and he was perfectly okay with it. That's the only time he was finally like, okay, I got to do this so I can survive and get out of here. Like that like, was he had no he had the he had, coldest moment yeah. that Jesse Pinkman had in the entire yeah, series. He had so much disdain for that guy because of what he built and constructed to help make him be, be a the prisoner. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
Yeah, it was uh, like I absolutely, me personally, I love that. I was like, there was a uh, a switch flipped on him there. <laughs> and and then even oh man, like when they're doing the fridge and the dude's like, I was wondering how long it's gonna take you to recognize me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what did he do? And then we got to see obviously. Yeah. That he was the one who welded welded the contraption to hell Jesse while he was cooking everything. So yeah, Jesse Jesse literally go turns cold and and I kept thinking Neil's gonna shoot him. I was like I was like he's gonna shoot him. He's gonna have to go through the rest of the movie with wound. Like he's gonna shoot him and try to take this money. He's gonna try to take this money. I I guess the only reason he didn't try to shoot him, especially after he had the guns and everything, is like maybe he felt a little bad. Maybe for because it and that was uh, and he said that to Casey later. Casey was like, "You gave him." There was three ways that that guy split, and he's like, "You don't like you don't understand." So I, I kind of yeah. feel like Casey or Neil did feel a little bad for what happened to Jesse. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So maybe too. that's why he didn't pop him. Um, but also Jesse's saying that, you know, you're gonna be just as fucked as I am, which he would have been. Yeah. You know, it it would have murdering a, a a suspect and yeah. one of the biggest drug busts in history. Yeah. In an apartment complex that's probably riddled with just a bunch of old retirees. Right at the apartment yeah. of one of the now yeah, dead exactly. Nazis. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> they yeah. would have been they would have been up up shit creek without a, a battle a lot of a uh, lot of uh, bad mojo going on there so yeah. Jesse played that absolutely perfect in in that moment he was channeling Walter I feel like when he was like you're not going to shoot me yeah because we had seen Walter in that moment before Walter successfully escaped from that moment before and that was one of the few times aside from obviously he learned how to cook from Walter um learn how to cook Walter meth was I was like I was like yo he's he's using stuff he learned from Mr. White and it, it was it was a crazy little moment for me man so he got the money where do you think he was going did you immediately think he wants to disappear still or did you think he was hitting the road what do you mean by disappear because disappear and hit the road is kind of <laughs> they go hand in hand uh disappearing in the breaking bad language is of course Saul would call the vacuum uh, guy and he was supposed well, Saul's to... already gone at that point yeah yeah I was saying that that's why I mean obviously Walter and Saul both got moved out thanks to Ed the vacuum yeah. cleaner repair guy and and Jesse was supposed to go but then Jesse put two and two together that finally oh Walter actually wait what was it? Was it Walter Poison Brock that made him when he realized it actually? Yeah. Yeah. Because he he took the he had uh, Huel pickpocket him. He took the weed off of him because Jesse did, was smoking mad weed then, and he was like, um, he had, Walt had said, "Hey, why don't you uh like not take that with you?" And then Jesse's like, "I don't care, blah blah blah. I'm, I'm going to do what I want." And then he had ran into Huel right before he went to go meet him. He went to go look for the weed. Didn't have the weed on him. That oh, was a cigarette, wasn't it? It was a cigarette, my bad. Yeah, it was a pack of cigarettes, so he didn't have the one with the rice in it. Yeah, yeah, because the rice and cigarette was... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but we it, also found out later that that Walt took that for his own agenda. Yes, and an agenda that worked out very well, so fuck yes. Lydia, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And immediately, they're like, oh, Walter White did this. I was, I was like, that's, that's quick thinking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people saw Walt in the coffee shop with her like two days before, but I mean, they were like, oh, Walter White suspected in this and she's not expected to live. I'm like, yes, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> she deserved what she got, man. Uh, so he, he Jesse was going to go find and disappear Ed Galbraith. 
And I do want to take a moment to uh, shout out Ed Galbraith because he's played by Robert Forster, who passed away Friday, the day that um, El Camino came out, ironically wow. enough. Yeah, it took me by surprise because I saw Robert Forster passed away and I looked at his face. I was like, that's Ed. He was just in the movie. So, yeah, he, he passed away and that's where Jesse's going. So, if you recall Breaking Bad fans, it costs $125,000 to make yourself disappear for to use Ed's services. So, that's what Jesse was trying to take. And if Jesse had gotten all the money, he wouldn't have had no problems, but he had to split it three ways. So, after a thorough convincing to break Ed into stop being a vacuum cleaner repair guy. Turns out that Jesse's short. By $1,800. $1,800. Do you blame Ed at this point for not just taking the kid, man? Like he know, like he even said, have you seen the news? Do you know what's happened to me? And Ed's like, yeah, I watched, I've been watching it very closely. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about my money. <laughs> like I don't because of what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, he's putting a huge And if risk. he had given him the rub, the movie would have just ended. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. But, like, in that kind of situation, you kind of have to... Business is business, you know? That's what oh, it was. That's one big lesson you learn in Breaking Bad. Business is business, so... As uh, Victor, <laughs> uh, Gus's uh, old right-hand man. <laughs> he went back on his whole business philosophy anyways by giving him a second chance and saying you owe me this and then you want to pay me the right you know so like it's supposed to be a one-time thing you don't do it you you don't get a second chance at it and he gave him a second chance yeah he so did. he did, does end up going back on it but getting the full amount of the money is the the only way to get it so i don't blame him at all for that personally i would have done i probably would have done the same thing one of the cool things about this scene was um once he realized Jesse's eighteen hundred short and gives Jesse the money back, just like I'm not leaving. Blah, yeah, he blah, tried blah. to strong arm his way. He tried to do the Again. exact same thing he just did yeah. to Neil. Man, he's like, you didn't call the cops. <laughs> he's like, cops make you stay on the line. And then, like, as he was kept talking, I was like, he sounds like old Jesse. Yeah. He sounds like dumb Jesse, right there, like naive yeah. Jesse. And then at the end, gotta love that response time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't forget the cash. <laughs> Jesse's running around like an still, idiot. He still bailed him out by giving a completely fake description. I you know, know, man. He's like 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> White guy, real skinny. Had a tattoo above his eye. I think it might have been a spider or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he ran, he's northbound that way. He, he's still bailing him out, man. And, and, yeah. And that and, just shows, goes to show business is business because he told him, he, and he stuck to his word about this whole he did. quarter of a mil, so... He did because the the cool thing about that is he 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 literally won his eighteen hundred dollars. He bailed him out, and while I was thinking, you know what, he should just like take him. I mean, it's eighteen hundred dollars, and it's like Jesse was like, "You don't know what happened to me," and he was kind of like, "I do," but at the same time, he did know what happened to him because I feel like that had a lot to play with him not even being like, not to say he would want the dude to trap, want the cops to catch him because of what he does. But still, I mean, he completely bailed this kid out. And I think he did have sympathy for what happened to Jesse. Because all the details were out, man. So yeah. I, I think he did feel bad for him. So I think that had a lot to do with it. So Jesse's um, parents 
uh, get on the news. First time we've seen them since what? Since he bought the his aunt's house. Yeah, I think so. And that was season two or three when he did that. They're like, oh, turn yourself in, Jesse. Blah blah blah. <laughs> first off, fuck his parents, cause the whole that whole episode with his parents just makes me mad every time I watch it, man. Because Jesse was trying to get clean. I mean, they had yeah. been through this song and dance before with him. But and they didn't give him a chance to, you know, the whole the whole weed thing. Right, the little brother had a tiny joint. Yeah. And then Jesse's like, yeah, it's mine. And they're like, get out. And the little brother's like, like, oh, man, thanks for taking the rap. Can I get my joint back? And Jesse's just like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> no, no weed for you, man. So I thought he was trying to rob his parents when he went into the house. It was pretty slick how he did it, though. He did yeah. a very good job of not getting caught. Because there was, what, four or five cars that was just on the house alone? So yeah, when the parents took off... that was a ton. That was a ton. And they left, and but, all the cars left except for one. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the front entrance, and he went around back. Yeah, he did, and, and found and the found, key. Found the key and went in backwards. But he he did steal from him. He, he did. He, well, he I thought he was going to steal money, is what I was thinking. Yeah, I kind of was too, actually, to be honest. I was like, he's uh, just going to grab this money from yeah. them real quick. Well, but I think he's saw that he quiet. went to a safe and mm-hmm. stuff, you're like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to take the their emergency stash that they have at yeah. the house. That's what that's what I was thinking too. But um, the funny thing is, still, even when he, he's putting in the code, putting in the code, and he's like, Brock's birthday. Yeah, and he puts in the brother's code. It's like it's, people, yeah. parents always say they don't have a favorite kid, but that's bullshit that's such bullshit we love you all the same no you don't nope god we know how it is yeah so he well, takes he's, he's still like an old 22 yeah a little pistol. 22 yeah. and then he had, he had one other gun on him so he goes to confront neil and casey and he doesn't go to confront him he goes he, just, he, he was goes, like ask for ask for 1800 yeah just to clear 1800 yeah that's 1800s literally and he's like, hey, can can I hold it? Can I get this so I can do what I got to do? And Neil is a complete dick about it. And he's like, oh, my share is over there. Uh, let let's have a draw. Let's have a sh- um um shootout. Shootout. Yeah. yeah. Draw you for it. My forty five against your twenty two. And th- this is one of the coolest scenes in the movie, and probably Jesse's most badass scene in the entire yeah. series. Because Jesse's just like, all right, cool. <laughs> and Jesse doesn't move. Neil doesn't move. All the other friends in there, the ones that are, have yeah, been doing like, coke and were hanging out the strippers. And yeah. Casey kept running his mouth. <laughs> Funny, great scene in this. And what great moment in this scene is uh, when Casey's like, blah, 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 and blah, Neil blah. Just and Neil just walks up to him and just, and just nose to him. nose. Yeah. And then Casey that's, just shrinks yeah, back. Yeah, that's when you realize like Neil's one you don't want to fuck yeah. with in that kind of situation. So we got an old-fashioned duel going on, and uh, you know uh, they just—they don't even count, man. They just—they just sit there and they're both yeah. at the ready, and then Jesse shoots him with a gun that was in his pocket. A gun that was in his pocket. He faked him. Yeah. He went double pair. That was smart. And he—he he nailed. He's like there. There was like not even any suspense. It was like pop, 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 yeah. pop. Done. Yeah, Nailed there was a little bit of suspense when Casey went to grab for his gun. Yeah. And Jesse had to, like... You got to blame know. that on the coke, man. That was classic movie shooting right there. Because yeah. I was like, Jesse's going to get shot. Jesse's going to get shot. Jesse, and they were both missing. They're like, pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. And then Jesse finally gets one in on his temple. Yeah, and, and like, then Je- Jesse puts him down, too. 
Um, but you gotta you gotta thank Mike for that too, because Mike probably taught him how to shoot. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point, man. Yeah, I mean he he was Gus's he was learning to be Gus's new Mike essentially. Yeah, was and and honestly, I just thought about that. Jesse might have been Mike's retirement plan out of Gus's operation from what we've seen from Better Call Saul now, and. And this, like, once Jesse firmly got on Gus's side in yeah. season three, like, maybe Mike was like, hey, maybe I can train this kid to kind of take over what I do, and I can re- relax and be with my granddaughter and get out of the game, man. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Thanks a lot, Walter White. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, anyway, I thought there was a complete fake out coming because I was ready for the money not to be there. I was like, oh, God, he's not yeah. going to have the money. <laughs> And he's like, he's got it's to like, figure how out you something. You go through that else. much money in like five hours. <laughs> I, I mean, they had some high end strippers, but I mean, he still had a bunch of money left. So, yeah. um, obviously, they, I mean, they had, they got, I forgot what time he got there, but it was like really early in the morning when this happened. And then the, he takes all these dudes' drivers' lazy says, he's like, get out of here. I know where you live. I got your addresses. Get. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Jesse blows the place up. That was like his final revenge against yeah. Neil, man. Call, Colin, I got kids. <laughs> Pulling best Heath Slater. Yeah, he was. Uh, didn't uh, didn't work out quite well for him. So so well, that's, he got to live. He, he got to go see his yes. kids. I mean, he did get to see his kids because Jesse does care about the Jesse yeah. loves the kids, man. He's like trick daddy. So we uh we kind of arriving at the end of the movie, and. We see Jesse at a hotel talking to somebody on the phone, like kicking that game. And I'm like, I was like, oh, this is younger Jesse. Because we, like, throughout the film, we really hadn't seen young Jesse at all. They all been, like, either captivity Jesse or yeah. with Mike and stuff. We, we see Captain Cook Jesse come rolling out the hotel room and then coming right out behind him. He knocks on the door is uh, one Walter White. So it took me a minute to catch on to, like, where the where that flashback fit in mm-hmm. in the actual series? Yeah, it it took me a minute to catch on. Then then it hit me. I was like, oh yeah, they talked about taking that weekend, like the rest of the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And I mean, they're, they're having that was breakfast. Early. That was like season one or that, two. That was season. That was season one. Yeah, yeah, I think it was when they. Um, I I would say that was before he had to have his uh, he had to fake out Skyler and be like, oh, I had this that moment and I don't know what happened and I'm walking around naked. Yeah. 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 That actually makes sense. So, Walter shows up, man. Did you think we were going to see Walter in this movie? No. Me neither. Me neither, man. And, um, it, it was good to see their dynamic again. Um, it was weird seeing Walter, old Walt, so to speak, because I was so used to Heisenberg Walt, because uh, he was more he was more featured with the goatee, and yeah. the, and this is like very early on in the cancer. Once Walt shaves his head, he still has the little baby mustache that the Heisenberg picture was drawn from, um, the baby mustache, the bushy mustache, and they just have breakfast together, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a yeah, bitch, when he goes to the buffet. Jesse goes to the buffet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, he comes to the table with all that back. cheese. <laughs> he has all the, the plates full of cheese, and Walter looks at him, he's like, "Oh, well, that looks healthy." <laughs> <laughs> Walter and Jesse have such a great dynamic together, man. 
and it, the father-son thing works, but they were also, whether there was times that Walter never met it, but there was times that they were really, truly just good-ass friends, man. Yeah. And despite and that everything that happened. That was one of the scenes happened, where they tried showing that, too. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Walter's trying to talk him up about going to college. Going to college. Their business and we'll get stuff. your GED, what yeah. I need a GED and for. Then, <laughs> you handed me my diploma. <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. So good, man. Yo, what up, though? It's your boy, Miles. I'm a dead prower. Now, if there's anything I have to promote to you other than myself, I'm going to tell you, it's the podcast Talk Black to Me. It's great. People who host it, talk to them. No, real good people. Real people. Nothing fake. Pro black, and if anybody know anything about me, if I'm anything, it's pro black. To get your mind correct, check out Talk Black to me. And if you don't, you're probably a Trump supporter. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. It's on Anchor, iTunes, anywhere else you can find awesome podcasts. And I wouldn't lie, because my name is Miles Amadeus Prower, and they're check clear. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, then with Walt with the coughing up the little bit of the blood, of stuff. course. And yeah. so it's after Jesse knew about the yeah, because he realized really early that he had cancer. Like, was it after the first cook or before the first cook, or during the first cook when he said something about you got cancer? My aunt had cancer, and I think it was during the first cook, like before. I can't it was first or second cook. Yeah, I feel like it was it was before Crazy Eight showed up. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and this was Walter in his purest form, so to speak, because Jesse says something about we're going to get the money for your family, and right. um, Walter's saying you could go to college and still do all this stuff, and Jesse's like, sports medicine. <laughs> Walter's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> but he's not manipulating them here. There's nothing. No. Walter has no ill will towards Jesse. It was too early on there. It was. No, no ill, no, no further agenda. I mean, he was kind of like, how fast can we sell this? Jesse's like, oh, what, six to nine months or something yeah. like that? He's like, can't you find a supplier? He's like, yeah, you got to know somebody has 1.7 or 1.8 laying around. <laughs> God, I, I, I forget how good they were together, man. And seeing Walter even for those few minutes, it, it was definitely worth it for me. We get to the end of the movie. Ed gets Jesse to Haynes, Alaska. So he successfully gets him there. Uh, Jesse's been hiding out in the back of his custom truck. Was that the... um? The, was Walter in that same compartment? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I have to go back and look at uh, Granite State, which is the episode where he gets transported in New Hampshire. I don't think they show it. I know it shows him getting off the truck and seeing everything for the first time. Yeah. But... So maybe they show the gate coming up, but I don't know if... He, uh, you're right. He may have not been packed away like... Jesse yeah. was. Um, but Jesse had a space heater. He had a drink and everything. He, he looked pretty comfy for being in the back of a... Uh, pretty much a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> in the back of the truck, man. And then Ed says goodbye. And and uh, Jesse gives gives Ed a little something to pass along, man. And, uh, of course, it's, it's the Brock, man. Oh, and his brother's name's not Brock. That's my bad. Brock is, of course, Andrew's son who is now orphaned because Jesse tried to escape once and the Nazis killed, caught him and then they went and killed Andrea right in front of him. Yeah. And that was always his motivation to stay is like, if you're, and even Todd even says in the earlier movie, he's like, if you try anything again, go ahead to hurt that little boy. 
And you can yeah. even hear Todd's voice in that moment. He didn't want to hurt a little boy, but yeah. I mean, he had no problems doing it. We know that as well. So Jesse's driving off, and then we get one more flashback. We get uh, Jessica Jones herself, Jane Margolis, coming back. Yep. Jesse's the greatest love of Jesse's life. First person who really told him to grow a pair. <laughs> and ultimately ended up getting her killed uh, when she started choking. And Walter's like, huh, this is convenient. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the, the whole ending of the film? It seemed kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it kind of, just kind of like, oh, well, here's the tail end of it. It just, it, it went slow. It just came, it came, I don't know, it was slow. It, it had, the, it was good. It had been so intense up to that point. Yeah. And then we have the, the standoff and the duel and the explosion and you get Walter and Walter kind of takes you back to reality, everything. And then it's, it's just like, hey, we're here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. I'm okay with them not showing them ducking cops or Jesse having more and more close encounters. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. Like it was just, it just, it, it, it was weird for me. It was just yeah. a weird feeling how it came to an end. I'm like, well, shit. Cause that's also the moment that I was like, I didn't get to see Skinny Pete <laughs> in the interrogation <laughs> I room. I want Skinny Pete. I want him now. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, I guess I'm not getting that scene. <laughs> so that that's what made it in more. Honestly, that's what made it more anticlimactic for me. Yeah. But, like, it did. It just kind of... Just kind of smooth sailed out. Um, yeah. I mean, it ended the same way that Breaking Bad ended with Jesse yeah. driving. But now just we know sail, yeah. Jesse's completely free. And, and he is no longer Jesse. He's no longer Jesse. He's, he rattled off everything. He's like, yeah. what's it backwards? And then Jesse, his social security number backwards. Jesse paused for a second. I'm like, oh, God. But he still said it. He did. He, he nailed it, man. Like, and the thing's going to go from Mexico City, the the the, the letter that he gave yeah. him was going to go from Mexico City. So, so. if they want to try to track him down, they're going to go look yeah. south of the border. And he gets to start all, all over, man. Start he fresh. finally gets to start fresh in Alaska, just like Mike told him. It, it it was anticlimactic. I was happy to see the Jane scene, but also I'm just happy that we finally get closure on Jesse Pinkman's story, man. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Paul. See now you wonder what he's doing though. <laughs> now like, we need a new Netflix series. Like now now was now what is he doing? Jesse Pinkman doing yeah. good. Cause, going cause, good. Because we know we know Saul is working at a Cinnabon. Yeah. From and, uh, where, where, off, but you where's don't know. he at? Idaho? Is that where he's at? Uh, I forget, I forget where. where he's at. It's been too long, Netflix. Bring on season four. Just saying. For real. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, you just kind of, like, that's the only thing that's got me. It's like, it's got me wondering yeah. what kind of, like, what's, is he really, maybe, I guess, you know, just leave it. He is going for the sports medicine, maybe, probably, I guess. <laughs> maybe, if he's really into that. Yeah. Who knows, man? Jesse can do whatever the fuck he wants, though, right now. And he's probably still, I mean, he used most of the money to pay off pay off Ed, though. So he probably, he's probably just starting completely fresh, man. Yeah. It's a hell of a prospect. And he's still, he's still young. I mean, shoot, he's probably not even 25, 26 by the time no. breaking this whole thing wraps. Right. He still has a lot of years ahead of him, man. So I'm happy he got his happy ending. I wonder if this means we're not going to see him or Walter in Better Call Saul at all now, though. Because I don't think we ever needed to. But then the rampant speculation was constantly like, oh, they're in Albuquerque. They're, they're, they're doing something for Better Call Saul. And now it's kind of like we got a whole ass movie. Of, yeah. Yeah. But then again, you know, they might just 
have them in for a scene or two, like yeah. some couple 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 cameos, maybe just to get, it's like get the idea, like this is where this went, and then you show the ending where the uh, Saul goes off to wherever he's in hiding. Yeah, to the Cinnabon. So, yeah. It becomes Gene. All right, man. So, so, but I like how they like they they alluded to that too mm-hmm. in uh in uh breaking bad and then they're showing it that he actually did is is doing exactly that. what he's talking yeah. about better yeah, song, yeah exactly like that's hilarious to me oh it's a great man it, it's a, and the bad the crazy thing is we get like one or two glimpses at gene yeah like the entire each season and it's like it's like i want more gene <laughs> what's going on um, so I, I think I hit all the questions, man. So, uh, what, what would you say your uh, favorite scene of the, I'm going to guess your least favorite scene is how to, how it ended, I assume. Um, or your least favorite scene is the fact Skinny Pete's interrogation yeah. wasn't in there. Yeah, that's my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite scene for me is, I would say honestly in the, uh, the action scene there in the welding shop yeah the duel like yeah with the duel that to me was my favorite scene because it shows him just getting all that anger and vitriol that he had out I don't know if I used that word right very nice vocab five I think I did but vocab five first vocab five on hyphenations but yeah like let's just I mean it showed everything that you needed to know in, in that scene in my opinion yeah so it, it showed the conclusion of a long torturous journey yeah exactly for Jesse Pinkman exactly and mind you and he wasn't going to be denied his fresh start that's what it showed yeah Walter turned 50 at the beginning of the series or 51 50 50 and he turned 51 like while he was a drug kingpin and then 52 at the 52 last episode. before he before he ultimately said everything so yeah. I mean, we're essentially looking at like a three-year time frame for Jesse, man. He's been through a lot. So, I, I have to say the dual... three years, literally a two-year. Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, with the time that you want to plug in from his captivity, I guess. Oh, no, 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 never mind. Yeah. You're right, two years. Let me shut up. <laughs> um, I'm not good at math, ladies and gentlemen. So, my favorite scene would have to be the duels up there. But the the whole scene... Once Joe takes off, and he's like, good luck, bye. He takes <laughs> off real quick. And seeing Pete and Badger and, and Jesse have those, which, those last moments. Which, real quick, let's yeah. talk about Joe's quickness there. Like, oh, he, has some, he has some quick feet, man. Joe's was, 40 time has good, to be insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real fleet of foot for an old guy. Yeah, man, because <laughs> Joe, Joe was hustling. Yeah. He hopped in there, and, and like Jesse was hauling ass to catch up. He's like, yeah. Joe, Joe, wait, <laughs> wait. He's like, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of company in a few minutes, man. He had obviously more minutes than that, because Jesse got a decent ways away before yeah. they started uh, careening towards Pete. All the cars went after Pete, man. There was like, what, 20-some cop yeah, cars? Yeah, there was a lot. And vans and everything else, man. Um, I, I just love that scene where Jesse finally looks at Pete, and he's like, why, why are you doing all this, man? Like, you don't have to do this. And then Pete's just like, you're my hero, man. Like... <laughs> That, that's just crazy, man. Because yeah. I mean, you always—they've always been friends throughout the series. But to think that Pete always looked up to Jesse of all people, looked up to Captain. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that had to be a nice little moment for Jesse, especially after everything he's been through. To know that 
he had that impact on somebody else. Yeah, and it probably helped give him the motivation to really make sure he got out. Yeah. You know, the second, I'd say... He didn't want to let Peter or Badger down, man. Yeah, and that second second favorite scene that's also up there would be him tearing through looking for the money. Like, he wasn't going to be stopped. Like, the yeah. the, the, the motivation to have... He fit the tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> he fit the tarantula. Like, like you ain't got time for that. What are you yeah. doing, Jesse? Yeah, the, the whole dedication, motivation to actually go through all that. Yeah. Mm. The... Good scene. Yeah. I don't really have a least favorite scene, I'd say. There there was nothing that I, I would take out of this movie. I, like I said, it's a very tight two hours and two minutes. Um, so I, I'm very happy with the runtime, and there, there's nothing that I, I really dislike. I mean, maybe a little bit too much time was spent with the strippers getting out and everything, but I understand that they were trying to show how long Jesse had been waiting. Because yeah. literally, they, they did a whole ass show and the, their driver was asleep and everything else, man. So, um, so no, I don't I don't have any least favorite scenes at all. And then finally, the last question of the night. Does El Camino change your opinion of Breaking Bad at all? Because I asked you earlier, like, going in, would it have messed with your expectations if it had been bad or anything? So does this make better Breaking Bad any better for you? Is it right about even keel? Did it dis- like does it kind of bring down the legacy a little bit for you? Anything like that? No, I think it actually elevates it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if it was bad, maybe I would be saying that it did drop my expectations in the from the earlier question. But where they, the way they handled everything, I, I actually think it really elevates the whole series. In the mythos, yeah. Yeah. Now. Better Call Saul, what happens through all that, it could actually bring it down, in my opinion, but yeah, we'll see. They, they've been we're a... still not at, with like with Better Call Saul, you're still not at any point where it's like... Close. Okay, yeah, close mm-hmm. to being... you see a bunch of groundwork. Breaking Bad, yeah. Yep. So... No, I, I completely get that. Um, I, I'd say that... um. I'd say that it helps its legacy. It doesn't move in front of the wire by any means. But um, yeah. it's definitely a welcome addition. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely enhances it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we got the rest of Jesse's story. And one of the things I wanted to point out, like until later on in the movie when Jesse's literally having dialogue with like Ed and with Neil and Casey and things like that, mm-hmm. Jesse does, it, does a lot, like Aaron Paul himself does a lot of stuff very quietly. Like he talks to Badger and Skinny Pete a little bit. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot of words coming out of Jesse's mouth unless he has to. He's he, Like, Jesse's always it's been a motor mouth. Yeah, but he was on a mission. Uh, yeah, I, I get so. that. And I was going to say that's kudos to, to Vince Gilligan and Aaron Paul for playing it that way. And also showing the effects of being captive for so yeah. long and not having anybody talk to. And it, it's a, really a movie about his journey and his mission. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of parts of this movie that's carried by silence and the actions on the screen rather than a bunch of exposition and dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so um, I was highly impressed by by the writing and by the acting yeah. as well. I will say, like, I caught myself during the movie being a little bit disappointed at first. But that was just because of uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, once I acclimated to the to myself to the fact that it was this is what's happening literally right after his escape, then that's when it all ties in and it makes everything makes perfect sense and it plays out the right way. But during the movie, I was sitting there thinking, man, I, I'm like, I want some different things. It's hitting it, but 
Yeah. Like after I watched it, then I really th- I, I thought about it for a minute. It's like you know, it really just hits from the be time from from the time that moment by moment from Felina on, it hits right from that point. There's no gap in between. So mm-hmm. to me, that says a lot in in my opinion. Like yeah. it just it really. If they had done really, the time jump, yeah, I'd been pissed. Yeah, it's high, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I guess I was kind of expecting it to be a time jump since you know we had six years in real life, you know. Yes. But they didn't do that, which is really good that they didn't do it, and it doesn't look like it missed a beat either. You know, that's what they picked that, right up where yeah, they left, it. and it yep. played it played perfect, and it was, and it, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I I had no idea this movie was coming. I was so shocked when they, I don't know. If, Excuse me, the trailer dropped first. I don't know if on um, the poster dropped first, but I saw El Camino was coming. They did a little teaser, I think. Yeah. And just seeing Jesse on the screen again, man, and it, it, it was a fun ride. It was, I'll get back in El Camino again. Yeah. I'm going to have to real soon because I'm ready to rewatch the movie now. <laughs> Not tonight, though, but very soon. So that has been our thoughts on uh, Breaking Bad. Um, El Camino or El Camino Breaking Bad movie is the official title. Um, we, that's our recommendation to get on Netflix and watch it. Or if you're one of those people that buy Netflix movies from stores, wait till it comes out there. Yeah. And then maybe uh, Anthony will get his uh, Skinny Pete scenes in the, the interrogation. The one thing I did like too is like they showed the whole recap the very first time you watch it. Did you notice that? Yes. Like I went and tried watching it a second time and it doesn't show that whole recap again. Oh, it doesn't? No. Oh wow! And so like the first time you see the recap of everything that happened in Breaking Bad up to that point, and then it goes into the movie, and it doesn't show it the second time around. Which see, is... I'm, I didn't get that because I downloaded it to my iPad thinking I was going to be smart and watch half of it at work. I only got like through thirty minutes, baby, um, that day. And then when I came home, I obviously was already into the movie, and I watched it the rest of it Friday yeah. night. So I'm going to start it again on Netflix, see if it gives me a little recap too, because I'd like to watch that. Um. Because that, that definitely enhances... It's kind of like the, the promo videos before WWE yeah. matches. It just enhances the whole feeling of the, of the exactly. situation. Exactly. So, as as I always do when I hyphenation Anthony, always leave the people with a recommendation. Or we already said breaking... Obviously, watch El Camino. Uh, some words of wisdom. Um, it, it can be anything you want. You can just say whatever you want <laughs> to the people right now, Anthony. So... Uh, the floor is yours. You could get on here and be like, nope, that would be fine too because that would be totally on character for you. That's how Vince Gilligan would yeah. script this. Yeah. He would be like, Anthony says, nope, and that's the end of our podcast. So, Anthony, anything you want to say? <laughs> Don't become a drug kingpin. <laughs> Don't become a drug pinkin. Don't become a drug pinkin, guys. Kingpin. That is Anthony's yeah. words of wisdom. Words of wisdom, yep. And Gary Vee would probably agree. But then Gary Vee would probably be like, stay up all night and start your own let, business. Let, 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 me, let me admit that, actually. If you become a drug kingpin, don't get caught. Don't get caught and don't kill anybody. <laughs> don't be arrogant and rub it in your brother-in-law's face when yeah. he's a DEA agent. Yeah, or leave books out that have <laughs> your have slogans that... <laughs> it doesn't bother me how Walt got caught, but the fact that's what made Hank... Finally put it together that GB wrote this to WW, and it was freaking Walt Whitman. It's like, really? <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that undoes everything? And he's on the It's a great reveal, man. He's literally taking a shit yeah. <laughs> at Walt's house. And he's like... Some of the best things 
greatest, when you're yeah, taking a shit. Greatest ideas and best thoughts happen when you're taking a shit. Or the biggest revelations of your whole yeah, career. Exactly. And Hank still couldn't catch him. He had him. He couldn't take him in now. Fucking Jack. All right, guys. So, Anthony, thanks for being on, man. Thanks for having. Glad we was able to do this one. Yeah, me too. Got it knocked out, and it, it hasn't been two hours, which is highly surprising. <laughs> for me, at least. It, let, let's see how well you did. Let's see. We got you to an hour and 18 minutes, though. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too shabby. Congratulations. Thanks. You're welcome. You have to come on again sometime. You can be a four-time club member. Four-time guest member. Try I got to figure it, out a nice name for that. Try to make it to an hour and a half. We, we can do that. <laughs> it's nice to have goals. Um, it's always nice to have goals. So, yeah. I'm Kellen Conley, guys. That's Anthony Sellers. And this is not Browns in Our Blood, but this has been the Barack Obama Proof World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation, brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. The people, not the people. And then also shout out to Mark Robb, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Sean Mad Love Robinson, who just spent three hours with me. I'll say if he would have been music. on here, it would have been four hours probably. No, not Breaking Bad. I don't even know if he's into Breaking Bad. I feel like if I asked him about Breaking Bad, he'd be like, I never watched that shit. <laughs> but then he can sit there and talk about Thrones all day long. So, love you, Marcus. Anyway, guys, till next time, be good to yourself and each other. Don't become a drug kingpin. If you do, don't get caught. <laughs> and uh, thanks, y'all. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.